in the name of the Lord to pray for the sick people to say that I believe that many mighty miracles will be performed in these next eight Sundays. I trust it will be one of the greatest things that will just hear the Phoenix, an old-fashioned revival to start here that it shall not end until the Master himself shall appear on the scene. This morning when I woke up and got up from my bed and went to the window and raised back the curtains on the window and looked back toward Camelback Mountain, green comes between here and the mountain, and just as the sun was coming up, shining over the mountain, I thought, how thankful that the people of Arizona, Phoenix, should be to live in such a place. They're closest towards heaven, Phoenix, Arizona. So, such a heavenly atmosphere. I love it. And I'm thankful that I got these eight weeks to be with you, eight Sundays. This Sunday, probably there's many here that I've never met before, and I want to meet you. I would like to have the time with each one of you to speak with you and shake your hands and talk to you. Maybe I can later on. As soon as the service is over, I'm to go to down in California right away. And then from there to Frisco and then to Vancouver, British Columbia to begin Tuesday. Expecting the great crowds of Vancouver because of the Calgarian meeting, that was my last service. The Lord Jesus came in the most powerful meeting that I've ever witnessed in all my life at Calgary. It was powerful all through Canada. The Canadian people, probably there's some of them here now, they will be after the service is over up there, because there'll be hundreds that won't be able to get in the prayer line and will come on down here. But the Canadian people are some 30 to 50 years behind America. They haven't got that fast life that we live now. They're never no hurry. They're very humble and sweet people, waiting for the power of Almighty God. And he certainly did manifest his great triumph power among the Canadian people. Deaf, dumb, blind, cancers, cripples, wheelchairs, all everything taking place. And there was many thousands who did not get into the prayer line, which are reported already gathered at Vancouver. One of the most Outstanding things I can think of at this time was a little boy in a wheelchair, which I made the statement, and it is true as I stand here. He promised me this angel, if I'd be sincere and would get the people to believe there would be nothing to stand before, therefore they wanted to see what would happen in a prayer line where there was nothing but cripples, and so they gave out that there be a prayer line, the miracle line, for nothing but cripples, and we would get some of the people, see what would take place by the gift of healing, which it is not a gift of miracles, it's the gift of healing. We want to see what would take place in a, a line of that type. There was a young man in the 30s that had followed the meetings from all the way from Saskatoon down to Edmonton, so forth and on down into Calgary. He had run out of funds. His mother had sold some of her possessions and there was nothing left then for him to, to thrive on, just enough money to return home. When she heard there was going to be a miracle line just for the cripples, then she pawned her wedding ring to get the boy to save for the miracle line. 
I come into my ears that the mother had pawned her wedding ring to keep the boy there. That mother's wedding ring meant just as much to her as my mother's does or my wife or your wife. Means much to her. Maybe her husband might have been dead for all I know. But we managed some way to see that she got repaid for that and her money back. But that night my little brother brought into the line this boy. He was the most hideous crippled person that I've seen in many years. His arms were drawn down his legs. He was a very, very much of a sight to look at. Just before he was a little judgment of God. Or I'll have to give an account for every word that I every word that I had spoke, I'll have to answer for it. But all of a sudden my hand, the one which the gift comes to the vibration, got real hot. And I a little child was some eight, nine years old, maybe not that old. I laid upon a little thigh and something just moved downward. And friends, God be my judge who I stand before. The four inches lacking on the child's leg was perfect. She put this Bible on her head and walked up and down before the audience just as perfect as any one could walk like that. She was healed over an hour of prayer for her. The next was this cripple boy. After he'd been prayed for for some 35 or 40 minutes, I could not feel that there was any difference. I'll explain it to you later what I mean by that by feeling. And after a while, the, the liberty came. The power that had him down was gone. The next morning, the boy shaved himself. His hands were drawing down. He couldn't even feed himself. He shaved himself, walked into the building, pushed his wheel cart up and down across the floor for the first time for 30-some-odd years. He's to meet me. He's got a telegram. And tomorrow, he is to meet me at Vancouver to be the first one to greet me and shake my hand, walk out on the field, have his picture taken off and out to meet me at the plane after being in his wheelchair for all that time. Oh, God is still God. If I just had the time to tell you the things, but I'm sure that God will make it known unto you in many ways through testimonies and things. I wonder if there's any Canadian friends here, anybody from Canada here, would you just raise your hand? Anyone from Canada? Yes, I see one. What part of Canada, sister? Quebec? Winnipeg. Were you in the Winnipeg meeting? Yes, man. There was also another man at the Winnipeg, one limb about two inches or three inches short, and the other who wore a high shoe, one of those big build-up shoes, and he bought him a new pair of shoes and brought to the meeting to wear away, and God didn't, will never disappoint anybody with that kind of faith. He went away with his new shoes on, left his old ones laying on the platform. He was whole, made whole. He's wonderful, isn't he? Now, we don't have uh, so much time in each evening, but we have many evenings to, or afternoons, rather, to pray for the sake. And I want you, dear people, if you will, all you people who know Jesus as your Savior or healer, I want you this coming week to go and pray with all your heart. Now, I have many thousand miles of flying ahead of me. I am going up on the plum from 
Vancouver warped down the coast as far as California, coming back to Fresno, or I'm to go tomorrow to the Armenian people. They flew a boy who prays for the sick by the name of Abak. They brought him from Cairo over to pray for a man by the name of Arcadian. The same time they sent for him, they sent up in Indiana and had me to come to a woman with cancer, and both breasts were taken off, and the cancer had gone down into her, her the lung cavity. And three days after the woman was prayed for, she was doing her shopping on the street, and she's perfectly sound and well now with no sign of cancer at all. And it so got the, the Armenian people over there to see that the Lord Jesus was such a great healer. On this people that's calling now is another cancer case, which is a friend to the woman. By the way, the lady was just given a few more hours to live by some of the noted specialists of St. Louis where they had flew her there by planes to be operated. But now she's well. Makes me think of that song, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, that would save, or we could say heal a wretch like me. Now, this afternoon, how, uh, demons that come from the people, dark into the people's thoughts to sit. But if you be reverent, you shall see the glory of God here in Phoenix. I think now, if you will, let's bow our heads and have just a word of prayer, if you will, everywhere. That all of you here, the children and all, be just as reverent as you can be in Italy. Jesus. Our Heavenly Father, welcoming from the very heart, to come again into Phoenix, Arizona, coming in the name of our beloved Son, Christ Jesus, coming with God, as they will, beyond any shadow of doubt, be the glory of Almighty God manifested, for the deaf and dumb spirits to leave the people, the blind to leave, the cripples to be set at liberty, when the power of Christ comes down to liberate those who are captured and bound by the powers of Satan. O oh God, I pray thee, every one who in these service, the ministers and in all sponsoring this meeting here for the city of Phoenix, maybe many of the worldly-minded people will not understand just what it means, but those who are spiritual and wise shall know what this means. A sign. O oh Father, I pray thee to manifest thy power. Bless the ones who gave us the right to this auditorium. I pray that you'll be with every one of them, Father. If there be any unsaved among, may they be saved, Father. And may this house that's been used here for different speaking. Father, I pray thee just now that thou will sanctify the building for the services of Jesus Christ. And may sinners weep their way to Calvary right here in this building. May sick people be liberated. May demons scream and come out. And may it give this lovely little city the greatest shaking it's ever had. 
Father, I believe that you have many people here gathering in here in this health resort in the different parts of the world, and I pray, Father, that you will heal them and let them know that there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Oh, God, grant it. Let every minister I ask again, Father, that's turned their congregation to loose this afternoon to come. I pray that you'll be with all of us. And now, dear God, I thank you for the rest that you have given me up in the mountains. And now coming down with new strength, oh Christ, may your gift be more than a match for anything that Satan could lay before us. May the great shaking powers of God loose everything that is unlike God, even through the cold and indifferent hearts of sinful men and women, boys and girls. Help fathers, the flames roar across the mountains. I pray that you'll bring me back next Sunday safely to Phoenix again. Father, thou art the captain of our salvation. I pray that you'll help. Now bless in this afternoon's service. And may every heart here be circumcised. May the ears be circumcised to hear the word of God and circumcise the lips of thy servant to speak that which is right. May great powers be brought forth this afternoon in liberation for the people. And may everyone that comes to the platform come with that one single mind. This is my time, and I shall be liberated. If others are, so can I. And may they not be silent, but in the city, Walk the streets and testify this next week, giving praise and glory to God, and may it start even the merchants and all out until there's a great waking here. They might know that the Spirit of God still has preeminence anywhere. You can pierce things at darkest places and pull those out for a crime. Just an analysis to make an estimation now that since I was at Phoenix, there has been at least, six, I'd say, well, I'd say 25 or 35,000 people prayed for, maybe more than that, and there's been at least 10,000 of them healed. Would you think of that? Such as cancers that are laying at their last moment are well people since left Phoenix. I guess in the, in the, the provinces of Canada alone, there was at least 250 or maybe more than that cases of cross-eyed people with their eyes straight. And mute, it's innumerable to count them, for there was multiplied scores of them that came that were some deaf, dumb, some hard hearing and everything that were made perfectly whole. Now that's only done through the visitation of the angels. A few nights ago, standing at home, when I came in home from Canada, I couldn't arrive at my house for five days. The people were laying so deep at the place that they kept me out for five days. A few days ago, the people would come up and they would have someone there to turn them away, coming from all parts of the nation. And the night, last Sunday morning, my little church asked if I would come by and have teach to them on the book of Revelation. I did. 
Nancy in the associate pastor said, Now Brother Branham is not praying for sick because he's waiting and holding his strength to arrive at peace. And so he said, Don't no one ask for prayer. But I stood to shake their hands at eleven o'clock and two o'clock they got me away from the place. And I had on a watch and I took hold of a woman there first that had a tumor and the tumor stopped the vibration stopped my watch. I can't tell you people with a watch on. I can show it to you this afternoon, it'll stop it every time, vibration over that brand new long jean watch, but it, it'll stop the, the vibration will stop it. And I showed a minister from Ukraine. He's here in the audience this afternoon somewhere. And he it, it stopped the vibration stopping. Then Sunday night, when it was over to have just a sermon for them, while there were some people formed a prayer line, and I asked them if I'd stand and pray for them in mass form, if they would believe. And they said they did. Then they, bless their hearts, they, they wanted to shake my hand or something, you know, to get close. And they all passed by shaking hands. And then some of the people that had been here with cancer and tuberculosis and so forth, they were standing, wanted to be seen. Some people that I have told you about of the field, they were standing up and I, while standing there, I felt the presence of this angel come near. Looking out over the audience, I felt the lady that he was calling for. I seen she'd been in the prayer line. God knows I didn't know what was wrong with the lady. And I said, come here, you. And she just sat and looked at me. I said, you there. And the lady said, you mean this lady here? And I said, yes. said, well, she's dead. And I said, well, for angels here, this is the time she's to be healed. I see, that has to come from God. I said, how long has she been there? I said, her sister's somewhere in the building. And there was just about as many people in the building as there is in the center aisle, I guess, as all could get in on the outside. And the lady came up, and she said, her sister said she's been deaf all of her life, practically, since she was a child, anyhow, around 12 years old. Well, as soon as I took over her hand there, showed when I was praying for her, I was using the right hand. Then on the left hand, showed vibrations. In a few moments, the death spirit was cast from the lady, and she was looking. I snapped my finger. She turned and looked. I said, you hear me, don't you? And her hearing was perfect. And she began crying, very uh, uh, fine-dressed lady. She began crying with her hands up in the air. And the people began to run around. Then they got me out through the back way. Because, you see, friends, I can only, I am just a human. I'm just a man. But it has to come from Almighty God, you see. Did you notice the Master, he would go into the city and maybe perform one miracle and then leave the city? Did you notice that? Many times like that. Wasn't there many lepers in the days of, of Elisha, but only one was sent to him? That was Naaman. Is that true? Or tell how many more lepers came, but one was sent to him. And that was the one the Lord had intended. And the only way that I can tell is when I feel that something from the person that gives me the access to this supernatural power that is not mine, it's his power, then there's nothing, no matter what it is, I say it in the name of the Lord. Now, who was he speaking to? Moses. Many of you in your Sunday school lessons has read of this great Bible character, Moses. I like him because he was a, a shadow of the of the coming of Christ. He was just the shadow of Christ's coming. Notice, now when the people of Israel had gone down in Egypt and had come into bondage for 420 years, 
which he had already told Abraham that they would do, when the time of the promise drew nigh, then I want you to notice how, notice it now, how that when the time of the promise drew nigh, the people began at that time to see that there was something happened to them, some trouble. And God always caused troubles, mostly always, to bring the people together. Did you know that? I believe there will be a time when there won't be any more uh, division amongst the people of God, such as, I belong to this church and I belong to that church. I believe the persecution will run all the big ranching churches of God together and will be one Christ Jesus. Amen? He'll take her home. Now, we won't argue whether this doctrine is right or that. Now notice, then at the time of the promise through now they raised up a Pharaoh who did not know Joseph, and they put burdens upon the people. And the people were so burdened that they could not make the, the bricks and things that they were supposed to. And then, would you think that God would drag his people in that manner? Yes. For the word of God is eternally true. Is that right? And he promised he would deliver them in no other way he had to do it, but this way. So therefore, at the time of the persecution of Israel, then God had an angel to come down to the earth. But before he had the angel to come, he had a little boy born down there by the name of Moses. Is that correct? And this little boy, Moses, was born rather a peculiar birth. And then at the age of maturity, he was sent out to deliver the children of Israel, for they were in bondage. And God told him before he went now, I'll set my, send my angel before thee. Now, God could have sent the angel down, could he? He could let the angel come itself, but instead of that, he sent the angel to speak to the voice of a man. God always used man for his work. Is that right? He don't use organizations or so forth and mechanical advices, but he uses man. The Holy Spirit fell upon man. That's God's instrument here on earth. He was the first one who had the jurisdiction over everything in the earth. Is that right? Over all the animals. And he lost his, his power, and we're taught in the Bible what the first Adam lost, the second Adam Christ restored again to the human race. Then, friends, of that so ministers, what's the matter with the church today? That's what I'm If Christ was the missing link between God and man, and he's come to hook God and man together again. What is the matter to this? It's because of unbelief. And you'll start something and you'll see a little something friction. You say, oh, well, let it go. It wasn't of God. All things work together for good to them that love God. If you're building the house and you say, well, this person just don't fit in here because look where this block is, this big open place here, all that looks, if it's Move on. Keep building a house. God's got another block that'll fit in there. That'll fill that up. The house can't be built like that. So today, while God is moving, let's forget about it and move right out in the spirit of Almighty God and there see the house of God restored again. Notice, 
Now, at the day that God was bringing his people together, there arose a great persecution on, on the people, and Moses was sent for a deliverer. He opened the Red Sea, he done all these miracles. They know no more about it than a hot and hot told about a Egyptian night. That is right. And even spiritists and astronomy recognize it before man who claimed to even have the Holy Spirit That's true. Any man can say those things. But if God does not testify of it, it's wrong. Is that right? But if God testifies of it, it's the works of God. Is that true? If I come here to speak in the name of a prophet, and I do not the things that a prophet does, then don't believe me. But if I come in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of prophecy, and as his servant, and I do the things that is written of his servant, then you believe me. Will you do that? If the deaf don't hear, the dumb don't speak, the blind don't see, the cripples don't walk, if prophecies of sin isn't foretold to people in your sins from the time you was a child foretold, then believe that this angel that come to me is false and I'm false with it. But if it manifests itself, you're on the platform before you, you believe it and repent of your sins and get free for the hour of his visitation drawing near. That's right. For he only does those things to confirm his word. Look, anyway, before any judgment's ever sent to the earth, God sends forth and warns the people. That's right. And friends, you listen to my word. If it's in touch with God, one of the greatest judgments that's ever hit all the world is on its road. I remember that. Someday I'll be gone. But you see, remember, many of you younger people and some of you older will see that I have told you the truth. That's right. Now, this gift comes by... If you people have prayed and asked for God to send a gift, he sent it. A few months ago, I shared Phoenix, it was news. But now, no doubt, you're reading newspapers, your magazines, the lights and times and so forth, and it's heard come around the world. Two nights before I come here in the house, five different nations called in. And the capital of Turkey called in and said, We have heard that the Lord God Almighty has stretched forth his arms to heal in America. Said, Is there any way that we could get a few crumbs? Hunger, heathen, call people, rise in the name of your Lord. Claim your God-given privilege for the hours here for you to be healed. That's right, to glorify God and to receive of his spirit and his presence. Cut off of all formalities. Cut off of all this ritualistic religion and come into the realms of a living God who awakens the human soul and brings you into righteousness, into worship of him in the spirit and in the truth. For the hours come and now is that God has sent forth his morning. Come five vibrations from the hand. The very God that sent his angel before most angels here. That is right. I try to be sincere. Now I want you to know this that I'm made before morning. I know not. But in the room that night when he came to you people, it appeared to me many times in the form of a of a star, I've seen it many times. But when it came visible, there was a man that was seen, he would weigh 200 pounds. A little over two years ago now, I was sitting in the room, I was reading a little Scofield Bible. And I heard something, first I saw a light, and I thought it was an automobile that turned the corner. But it turned that it got brighter, and I looked out the door, and there was no automobile. Then I heard something coming like this one. Walking. And I looked, and the light got greater, and just above me hung a great star. And the light was kind of a, more of a green, between green and yellow, shining on the floor. And coming walking through this light came a man that looked like, as I said before, would weigh 200 pounds, a huge man, 
He did not have beard over his face like Christ pictured us. Who he is, I do not know. But he had dark shoulders. He was more of an olive complexion. He had dark eyes. He walked as close to me as the microphone is there. Yes, it's true, friends. I couldn't speak. And he said to me, I just sit there. And he said, fear not. I'm sent from the presence of God to tell you that this peculiar life of yours, peculiar birth, is a gift of divine healing to the peoples of the world. Instead of you'll be sincere and will get the people to believe you, there will be no disease stand before your prayer, not even to cancer. And he said, it'll come to pass that you'll tell the people their diseases from a vibration over your hand. Then, if you will be reverent on, then you'll tell the people the sins of their lives and the things that they have done. Dear friends, there's a Bible before me this afternoon that has come to pass. I went forth. Now, that's what I question. And I'm not going to ask you right out in the public like that because many of you might put up your hands when you didn't understand. But I believe that there's some of you here, for I know this by the Spirit. Try to pull myself away this afternoon and talk to as sternly as I possibly could. Notice, in the Spirit now, I feel that there's going to be many, many things happening. Because there's faith sitting here. I know a man sitting right in the building right now that's afflicted. I can call that man to this platform and be healed right now. That's right. I know he's here in the building. I feel his spirit. He's coming from the left side of me. Over here. That is true. I wonder if a little Spanish girl from Sacramento that's sitting in that building that night was sat there and she was sitting way back in the building and she had said within her heart she's Catholic. She said, I can't get to where Brother Brennan is, but if he'll only look at me in the eye, I'll be healed. I know nothing about the girl. She'd been down to, uh, down farther to Long Beach or somewhere in there with the meeting. I come into service that night, I was preaching. And while I was preaching, I seen the, uh, seemed like the face kept pulling it just to my right side. I looked back down and way down through the building. I said, that young lady sitting back so far, tell her to come here. I said, come here, young lady. I've got her testimony. She almost fainted. She said, me, I said, the little round hat on, come here. Walked humbly up. She had tuberculosis. I talked to her by the hand. I said, you have tuberculosis. But thus saith the Lord. That was all. It was done. The next morning, she gave her heart to Christ. She was baptized and brought her family. And she's to meet me here in Phoenix. I don't know where the girl is. Are you in the building, sister? Anywhere now from Sacramento up there, California? She's to be over here in the Phoenix meeting this time. If you are, raise up. Stand up if you are. I might miss your hand somewhere if you're in the building. A little Spanish girl, I guess about 18, 20 years old, something like that. She's to be here. She'll witness to you this week. That's just one of the things of the hundreds that's taken place. Now I can do the same thing here. And I'll call your attention if this man shall come in the line, because I'm afraid to call him now because it would be conspicuous sound like. I don't have just the preeminence to call him at this time, but I know he's here. There's a man here who's a perfect stranger, never seen him before in my life. Just as death as death can be. That's right. But he's studying here. If that man is in the building, if that man comes to this prayer line this afternoon and I get to touch him under this anointing that I have now, the man's ears will be perfectly open. 
Thus saith the Lord. That isn't right, then call me a false prophet. I should call him to his platform. If he gives me one more, I'm waiting just a second to see what he says about it. I'll watch and see what I tell you. Now we're going to form the prayer line. Just in a few moments. Now I want you to do this. If there be a modern skeptic in the building, I warn you in the name of the Lord Jesus, do not sit in the building during this time. For cancer, deafness, epileptic, they come from one to another. I'll explain that later. You all understand? How many heard me explain how diseases are germs and germs are life? You are a germ yourself. You come from the germ of life. Is that right? Well, if you come from your, by your father and mother, a germ of life, a cancer is a germ, a cataract is a germ, a tumor is a germ, two burpers a germ. Is that right? Where did they come from? What kind of life are they? The doctors call it, that's medical name since cancer, cataract, so forth like that. Jesus called them a devil. Is that right? And that's what they are. And anyone knows the devil means a tormentor and that something is tormenting your body. Now, I want to know that how many believe that God has sent his gift of healing. Now, let's see. God bless you. Oh, my. Eighty-five percent of the crowd believe. Then, under such as that, I'll assure you to see the glory of Almighty God. Now, remember, while I step out for a word of prayer, after having prayer with you here, if, let me give you some advice. For my sake, and for your sake, it'll only cause reproach. Remember, one thing too, this is not a gift to perform miracles. He, the last time he spoke to me was at Vandale, Illinois. Is anybody here from the Vandale meeting was up there at Vandale, Illinois? A person in the building here that was there? When the angel of the Lord came down and said, You are confined, you'll come to pass.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for thy power of healing. We thank you because I am here now answering the prayer. I pray, Father, this woman to serve me all the days of her life. All glory and praise to be pleased in Jesus' name. All right, everybody, now remember, you're going to be perfectly sick in a few hours, terribly sick. There'll be the results of death in that cancer. Have you ever been in my meeting before? All right, the cancer is dead. You know what I'm saying. I'll be here for eight weeks. You'll find out that I told you in that time. I want you to come back from the test and buy your condition.
Baptist, I hear you believe the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Come out of me.
frame the world together. He said, I can if he believes. Dear God, I don't know how to be any more sincere with you. This poor little fellow is going to die. Doctors can do no more. It's just mercy. The mother standing here, father knows it's her last chance. The last thing she can do is to bring the little boy here to be prayed for. God have mercy, will you, Father? I've showed the people the vibration of this demon that's tormenting the little fellow. God, if father, mother, or anyone who has sinned, forgive us, God. Any worse than this generation. Someone has sinned. Oh, Christ, please forgive us. And I pray that you'll give power over them. Thou demon, call tumor, I come to meet thee in the name of Jesus Christ. This day thou shalt leave him. Come out of him. Almighty and all in this God, help me, dear God. God may be known to his country. That thou art God and I be thy servant. Thou demon, I come to meet thee in the name of Jesus Christ. I assure thee, come out of the child in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. All right, audience, can you raise your hand? As you see my hand, Watch what that's from red. I watch turning white. Can you sit, leaving? Can you on the audience sit, leaving? There it is, perfectly normal. White, not a vibration run through his little hand. Where do you live, lady? Here in Phoenix? Bring me back to the city. God bless you. We always say thank the Lord, aren't we? Amen. These are things that you don't notice, friends, but they're, they're here just the same. They're happy. Now be ready to keep your head down. Dear Father, the brothers standing here now on the record. One lady went and Satan is bothering him with this asthmatic condition. But thou art here to heal. Thou art here to make him well. God is crippled along here on the present. Father, maybe if you get the other land, you might not have heard it that evening, but thou hast said it's better to enter into the kingdom of God with one lamb or one eye and be cast into hell whole. But Father, now that he has become thy servant, has prayed in God to live. Satan, leave the man in the name of Jesus Christ.
like the woman which I was determined she was going to get in. Is that right? <laughs>
got an infection this day, and I pray that you will heal him in Jesus Christ's name. Now, by the help of Almighty God, 
I want no one to bring me anybody to say, heal this person. No more. God has permitted it to this day. And how many here has heard me say that the angel of God met me in Vandale, Illinois, that morning, witnessed before the people, stood there in the big rainbow and lived in the room, standing there before those people, and told me that I was confining too much of this gift of healing to work in miracles. How many members here can say that? All right. I went right ahead just the same because the people would bring me this and say, you take care of this and that. And I have never in all my life, till this afternoon, seen anything laid before the gift of healing without being healed. But I wanted to be sure that I was doing God's will. It just so happened that today, and God knows that I would be different thing ever stated. If I come right down and preach the scripture for myself, for Baal, them men telling, come on, go anyhow, curse his people, curse his people. It's a, and that last night, I told you, night before last, that the angel of God was standing in the room where I was at. Remember that? That's enough witness for me, people. I don't want no one pulling anybody up and say, heal this and heal that one. Let God witness you. Now, that's true. Now, next Sunday, we're going to run the line just exactly like we always do. And now, look, out of this entire meeting today, and there's been several dead people come by here, and dead people, and then after I call that, these are the vibrations of these religions. That's right. And they'd leave and take a hold of them and come back again. It was just a witness. Now, I want these same deaf and dumb people that were here today come in the line next Sunday just in an ordinary line. Come right into the line just ordinarily. And don't no one, remember, don't no one come to me and ask me to perform any miracle anymore. See? God has permitted up to this time. And every one of you is a witness of it. Is that right? Say amen. He will continue to perform miracles, but not those who bring the miracles. I want to be led of the Spirit of God on what I'm doing from this on, regardless of what Brother Tiffany or anybody else says about it. This is enough witness to me and Almighty God. Do you think I'm right? If you do raise your hand. I think I'm right. I think now I'm getting on the line where I can get things straightened out. May Almighty God bless and have mercy. Now, bring your, them same people back in the line next week to come through the other line so they can be healed. But don't ever anyone ask me to come here and heal this person and heal that person. I'll let the Holy Ghost tell me to stop on you not to that guy. Now, let's bow our heads while I talk to him just a moment, if you will. Be reverent, man. Don't be irreverent. Father, I thank you today. All down has let me see God great I understand now why your angels are living together. You're the witness. God, I've been wrong. I've been wrong at the very hour of the day you said I knew. Now, God, you forgive your spirit of the world. And from this day to him, as far as I can go, I'll be able to and then today we will take the Bible and see if I can keep other things to prayer or everything to America. We told you or asked the other that you would bring everyone by here to do it, that I would continue on and have nothing but America line. But if you did not heal the people in America, then it was a witness that you were going to heal the people. By letting them have a fine, holy people here. 